welcome to Write Damn It, the podcast for writers of all kinds who are looking for inspiration and motivation to get the writing done. And I'm your host, Zoe Richards. Episode 5. What if there's no such thing as writer's block? I know that could be slightly controversial, couldn't it? But seriously, think about it. What if there's no such thing as writer's block? The reason that I'm asking that question is because I think that the words that we use, the language that we use with ourselves about our writing actually can have an impact on our writing. So if we tell ourselves we're suffering from writer's block, a block, I don't know whether you're the same as me, but I feel as though a block is something that's truly insurmountable. It's big, it's enormous, it's something I cannot get over or get around or get through without an awful lot of effort. So the language, the words we use matter. I might actually be blocking myself more if I say that I've got writer's block. So what could we think of calling it instead? Well, I use the word stuck. I don't mean that there's writers stuck. That doesn't sound good, does it? But I get stuck with my writing. And that I find is much easier because if I'm stuck, I can actually get unstuck. Unless I've used super glue, obviously. But most situations, we can unstuck ourselves. Unstick ourselves? Unstuck, I'll go with that. We can unstuck ourselves to be able to carry on. Now, I think of it quite often as being that I'm not stuck. I've simply identified a place where I need to learn something. So if I need to learn something, it's not a writer's block. It's that I've got a gap in my knowledge. I don't know if you've come across a woman called Carol Dweck, D-W-E-C-K. She's done a TED talk many years ago about the different kinds of mindset that we can have. Her work is the longest piece of qualitative research. I think she started it in the late 1950s, and she has carried on with that research, even through the times when people were telling her that there was no validity to any qualitative research. She carried on with it. So she looked into school children and tried to understand how it is that we can have children in exactly the same environment, learning exactly the same things in exactly the same ways, and yet some children will learn better than others. And she came up with something called fixed and growth mindset. So we all have it. It doesn't matter that her research was done into children at school. It is actually something we can apply to all of us at any point in our lives. The language we use, the way we behave will help us to understand what our mindset is, whether we have a fixed mindset or a growth mindset. Now, I'm not going to go into detail here today about the two different types of mindset, but I will put a link into the show notes for you to go and have a listen to Carol Dweck's TED Talk so that you can hear from the woman herself when she talks about it. The thing that I want to mention about here, though, is where language can help us. Now, when it comes to certain subjects in school, just think back to when you were in school. So for me, that was a long time ago. For you, it might be a bit more recent. So think about when you were at school and there was something that you couldn't do. And you would hear yourself saying, I can't do that. If we have a fixed mindset, we stay with that kind of language. Now think about when you are doing your writing and you get stuck or you have something that you describe as writer's block. 
do you find yourself saying, I can't do that? If you do find yourself saying that, then that's where you could be stuck in your fixed mindset. And there's a really simple change that you can do to turn it into growth mindset. And that's quite simply to say to yourself, I can't do that yet. Or you can change it into a positive. I can do that once I've learned how to. And then you go off and look for the places where you can learn. Sometimes we can learn from Google. Sometimes we can learn from YouTube videos. Sometimes we can learn from podcasts. We can also go on courses that teach us. The bottom line here, though, is that if we find ourselves saying, I can't do that, then we have a look to see, actually, is it a gap in my learning? I'll give you an example. I had one point when I was doing my writing where someone gave me feedback that actually my dialogue wasn't terribly believable, that it felt a bit stilted. And I got a bit upset. I got a bit fed up. I wondered why I was bothering writing. I decided, oh, I can't do this thing called writing a novel. I'll never finish. I'm sure you've had some of these thoughts yourself. I still sometimes have some of these thoughts myself. I'm not over it yet completely. But what I then had to do for myself is say, okay, how can I learn about dialogue? At first, by the way, I chose the wrong method. That was to listen into people's conversations you know, a bit of eavesdropping going on in cafes. But I realised actually that wasn't learning how to write dialogue. That was learning how to listen in to people talking. And that's not the same thing as dialogue in writing. So what I then did was start to read books that had really good dialogue. I would ask people if they knew of a book that they would recommend that had good dialogue in it. And then I would read through that dialogue and understand why is this working? I then read Sol Stein on, is it called Stein on writing? It's by Sol Stein anyway. And in his book, he talks about dialogue having conflict within it. So I then started to realise that actually, yes, I'm not in somebody else's head when I'm having a conversation with them. I might be polite and join in with a, a way of talking when I'm talking to somebody else. But the reality is we are working towards a different outcome when we're talking to somebody. So if I now translate that into how I'm writing, then what I've got to do is write my dialogue in a way, write my dialogue in a way where each person has a different need, a different goal, a different thing that they want out of this conversation. That then meant that I could learn how I was going to write my dialogue and changed how I wrote my dialogue to the point now where I've had feedback from people who said that I write very believable dialogue. The point here is that I could have told myself that was writer's block, that I was really stuck on something and couldn't actually improve what I was doing. I couldn't finish writing. Instead, I changed the language into being growth mindset and thought about how I could write dialogue and how I could learn to write dialogue. I then practiced, by the way, that's another part of the process of getting unstuck, is to actually practice what you've just learned. And that might mean not working on the novel that you're writing, but just going away and, and trialing. So in the case of writing dialogue, just trying out writing the dialogue for a conversation that, that might be had. I also learned from Stephanie Butland, who, by the way, is a fabulous writing mentor and writing coach. I learned from her that if you write dialogue down where you don't put he said, she said, or any other descriptions around the dialogue, just write the, the words of the conversation, that can help you improve to write your dialogue. And it certainly did that for me. What we've got there then is, is techniques that help us to learn how to do something differently. What if getting stuck, though, 
has nothing to do with learning or you don't know what it is that you need to learn yet. Well, I find it's really good to have a gap in my writing. That might be just a week. Sometimes it could be longer. I wrote a novel that was a historical fiction novel. I have now taken, I think it's around about an 18 month gap off that novel. I know I will go back to it at some point. What I decided was that I actually couldn't carry on my learning with that novel. I couldn't complete my apprenticeship with that novel because I was tying myself up in knots. Instead, I decided I would write in a completely different genre and take a break from writing that novel. I took a whole month off writing altogether. Then I started to do something I'd never done before, which was to do a very vague plot. I'm now a total plotter, by the way. But at that point, I just wrote a very vague plot that helped me to understand where I was going with the novel that I was going to write in a different genre. By the way, it didn't end up being exactly as that plot was that I wrote out as a vague plot. The inciting incident was very different. The ending was completely different. Whose point of view I used, one of them stayed the same. In fact, it became just her point of view. I got rid of the other point of view completely. So what I'm saying here is that by taking a gap and having a break from what you wrote before, it doesn't mean you're giving up on that novel. It means you're using another piece of work to be able to give you a break from what you were writing. I know somebody else who takes a break from writing novels by writing poetry. And that's another way in which you can give your brain a bit of freedom so that you're not actually stuck anymore. You're able to keep on writing and learn from how you are writing a piece of poetry or how you're writing in a completely different genre. Another thing I do when I'm really stuck is I get out in nature. That could be going and doing some gardening. I'm not the biggest fan of gardening, by the way. I prefer to leave that to my husband to do if I can, but I will go out for long walks in the countryside. I know I'm very lucky that I can get out into the countryside to do that. I have a dog that I can walk, although sometimes she looks at me and goes, really, Mama Bear, you expect me to do this walk with you? I've had enough. Genuinely, I have the laziest dog in the world. But anyway, I do take her out on these long walks with me. And I find that about half an hour to an hour into a walk, my brain starts to try and find solutions to the part in my plot that I'm stuck with. Or if I give it a particular thing to work on whilst I'm on my walk, one time I remember I wanted to come up with what was the theme of my novel. Now, I came up with two things by the end of the walk. One was a bit of an understanding of what the theme of my novel was, but the other was a question to ask my beta readers. And the question was, what theme do you think this novel is about? Give me three words that would describe this theme. And I got the most amazing feedback from my beta readers. So 12 people gave me really good feedback with that question that helped me to understand the themes that came out. And I was then able to hone that down using the themes of the themes that people gave me. And I was very comfortable then that I knew what the novel was about. There was a slight overlap with what I'd come up with myself. But I've got to say that feedback from the beta readers was phenomenal. And that idea came from a walk when I was stuck and I gave my brain a specific thing to think about. So what you've got here is the opportunity to see being stuck as the starting point for something new. 
it's an opportunity for you to go and learn something. It's an opportunity for you to free up your brain and have some thinking. It's an opportunity for you to perhaps go off in a completely different direction and use the learning you've gathered so far to help you develop as a writer. So there is no such thing as writer's block, although I believe that there is a a truly deep psychological condition called writer's block. When we talk about it, the majority of us, we're actually really talking about being stuck with our writing. So try things like going out for a walk, try going and learning something brand new. Another thing you can use is to sit down and so episode two of the Write Damn It podcast, I gave you the 150 rule. Go and listen to that if you've not heard it already. On top of that, you could use the Pomodoro technique. And that's where you give yourself a set time to write. You don't have to give yourself long. You could say to yourself, I will write today for 10 minutes. That's all I'm going to do is write for 10 minutes and see whether I can now write that for that long, even though I feel stuck where I am right now. Oh, another technique, by the way, that I've used at times when I felt very stuck is to move to a completely different part of the novel. Rather than trying to write sequentially, I will take an incident that I know is going to happen. And this is where having some kind of plot structure works for you, where you can then sit down and say, I'm going to jump forward to this point in the plot And I'm now going to write this chapter or this scene. And that then helps you to just move along a bit. You can go back and start writing sequentially again after you've written this brand new scene or this brand new chapter. Or you might find writing that new scene or chapter takes you on into another part of the novel. And that then you feel very comfortable carrying on writing and fill in the gaps at another point. Another thing I've heard from other people, and I've only recently started to do this, it does work for me, is to write something at a point where I'm stuck. So I've written something in a chapter that I'm writing about a woodland scene. I am going on a woodland walk that is a a National Trust woodland walk where they're going to talk to us about the woodland and how to look after the woodland. And I'm hoping I'll learn something from that. So what I've done at the point where I'm stuck with that chapter is fill in the gap here later after the walk you go on with National Trust. It's cheating a little bit, but I'm allowing myself to have that break from that scene that I can't write. And then I can come back later and fill in the gaps when I have a little bit more learning about the situation. So it's not learning to write, but it is about learning about the situation. It's, if you like, it's a bit of research that I need to do. I'm featuring bees in the novel that I'm writing right now. And I have a friend, Lee, who keeps bees. So I put in a holder saying, fill in after talking to Lee about his bees. And I'm now ready to go back to that because I've learned about bees from Lee. And he's also given me some other pointers that I think will help this novel really go on well with a slight bit of a bee theme around community. There you have it then. Blocks don't exist. We do not have writer's block. We are stuck in our writing. And I really hope that you can find a way to get unstuck. But remember, you can perhaps use the word, I can't do this yet. Or you can go off and learn something new. You can go for a walk. You can put in holders. You can go off and write a completely different chapter. There are so many ways to help yourself get unstuck. And I think the most important thing, the one thing, if you take it away from this podcast today, is to say to yourself, this is simply an opportunity 
for me to move to the next stage of my learning. Give yourself permission to get unstuck rather than saying, I have writer's block. So happy writing and I will see you on the next episode.